0: but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future
1: Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Felipe Wicochea. And he's going to be helping out uh, to bring a uh, Spanish speaking pavilion or uh, area, for, you know, Spanish speaking people at the upcoming conference we're doing, September 14th to the 16th. It's called the Future Tech Expo. It's going to be held at the Dallas Convention Center. And I've known Felipe for a while. He runs uh, Crypto Monedas, where they talk about uh, crypto related issues in the uh, Spanish speaking community. So Felipe, how are you doing?
2: Doing great. Thank you. Uh, it's good to be on your show again. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah. I'm really, really excited about what's uh, cooking for September. I think it's going to be a, a massive success. Uh, I see a lot of interest from the Spanish-speaking uh, community, not not only here in the U.S., but abroad. And we're putting a lot of effort in, in making it uh, a great event, a uh, world-class uh, event.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know a lot about the Spanish-speaking world of crypto. I know you're a lot more tied in there. I, you know, rely on you and other people for insight. So tell me, what what are some new developments in the uh, Spanish-speaking countries in regards to crypto? Any particular countries that have become hotspots for it, good or bad?
2: I know well, Venezuela
1: was coming out with the Petro dollar, which no one's happy about. But uh, you know, what events are you seeing out there?
2: Well, um, now that you mentioned the Petro, I just want to make a a, a quick comment on that. Uh, it, it, it has been a very uh, uh, messy process, a very obscure process. We don't really know. There's no way to audit really how much they raised or where the money is or anything. It's a very, uh, it's a black box. But uh, it, it's a good message. Uh, at the end of the day, if we interpret this as, as uh, uh, a rogue uh, government saying, we're not going to put up with the uh, impositions of the international community. Well, I think uh, Venezuelans uh, should listen and follow the lead and stop taking that impositions from a rogue government that has depressed the economy, that has uh, basically stolen uh, a full generation of uh, Venezuelans from opportunity and and safety and prosperity. Uh, Let's not forget that Venezuela is a huge oil uh, producer, is a country very rich in natural resources, and they have been depleted by uh, a very uh corrupt government a uh, very uh, poorly managed economy uh, 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 um, disastrous uh, monop- monetary policy so if anything right. we can take that as an example let's let's take control of our own finances and 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 use the technology that we have our uh, at our disposal so uh that's regarding the petrol now uh, there's been in in the last week or so very interesting uh developments, uh not good news uh, kind of hostile uh reaction from banks in chile and uh, this morning in brazil uh hmm. bank uh banco estado which is a, a, a government run uh entity in chile they cancel without notice without any notification the accounts of the major exchanges in their respective countries so uh, so wow. far, Buda.com and uh, uh, Crypto Market, which are the main exchanges in Chile, uh, saw their uh, operations really crippled by this uh, uh, hostile uh, uh, measure uh, taken by, by particularly Scotia Bank. And a week ago, I, I mentioned in, in one of our broadcasts that uh, I had the suspicion that it was not going to be an isolated event. Let's remember that Scotia Bank. Uh, operates in many countries, it's a supranational entity. And I I had this uh, gut feeling that it was more like an experiment, what they were doing in in Chile. This morning, we we woke up with the news that uh, the same thing happened with Scotiabank uh, Brazil. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more countries uh, taking the same kind of hostile measures. Are we surprised? um,
1: Yeah, why do you think they're doing this? What do you think that well, know, like in the U.S. here, I see that the very same banks that want to block crypto are getting patents on it. And I see that, you know, they, it looks like they're trying to push well, down yeah. Bitcoin and get rid of it and, and use blockchain. But what do you what do you think is the motivation behind this?
2: Well, it's, it's, it's fear. It's, it's ignorance. And it's the same reaction that uh, 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 cab drivers have uh, on Uber. They, they don't like it. They don't understand it. They, they see it as a threat. Which indeed is a threat because uh, everything that you see on, on banks, blockchain, it's a permissioned ledger. It's uh, ledgers that are, they, they're going to have full control over, that they, they can revert. And uh, to some extent, if we see uh, how outdated the, the banking technology is as a whole, as an industry, I mean, they, they're operating with systems that were developed in the 70s and 80s. They're really outdated. And yeah, if they throw in blockchain, it's kind of a progress. But in terms of what the, uh, the blockchain technology really allows people to do, uh, they're on the losing end. I mean, it's, it's for banks, they, they cannot fight uh, decentralization. They, in terms of technology, we, we both know governments and banks are not the most tech savvy. They are very vulnerable when it comes to online operations uh, and governments. They're like really incompetent when it comes to technology. So right. we're not going to see a a full uh, frontal battle in the technology field. We're going to see uh more actions like this, restrictive actions, uh, a lot of uh media and 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 propaganda uh content with uh associating uh, cryptocurrency with crime, with money laundering, with terrorism. That's the front that uh we're going to see. Now, what what are we supposed to do as 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 participants in this in this sector? uh i i i have pending the this uh conversation more extended conversation with uh guillermo torrealba who's the ceo of of buddha uh which i mentioned earlier and uh but i don't think a full frontal uh, a confrontation with banks and governments is the way to go uh i think the way to go uh, and and especially because there's no resources there's no uh, in many projects there's no uh pr machine to to push a different narrative uh especially if we talk about Bitcoin, there's no PR department. It, it's fully decentralized, and uh, there's no one to put out a, a, a fully orchestrated campaign, other than the users. And uh, I think that's that's the front that we're we're gonna fight. That's what we do in our channel. We we teach people how to use the technology uh, to be uh, uh, free of these constraints that a lot of financial institutions impose. In in the case that they have access. To financial uh, financial institutions at all, because let's let's face it, in Latin America we're we're gonna be facing this uh, kind of uh, quantum leap that we saw with uh, communications with telecom. Uh, there's uh, regions, entire regions in in Latin America and Africa, in in Southeast Asia, that they never saw the landline infrastructure. They never had like switching uh, facilities for telephones. They leap from Mm. zero to uh, 100% mobile technology, cell phones. And in financial services, uh, I I, I think we're going to see the same leap. They're going to go from no access to financial services to a very high tech, uh, low barrier of entry uh, technology that... uh, we're we're gonna be uh, able to integrate uh massive, massive markets, uh skipping all together the the, the the financial system. In the short term, what is your guess on uh what what will happen? Uh well I was reading an, an article this morning about uh some uh appointments that Scotia Bank did while I was doing research about what was going on and ironically all the, all the the two incidents so far that we've seen with uh, scotia bank are uh, newly appointed executives so i'm i'm guessing that we're going to see more countries uh, having the same reaction can uh, uh, closing uh, accounts for exchanges and uh i don't think it's an isolated event i think we're going to see this in in more countries in the very short term uh also uh, let's not forget that this technology grows and and moves really, really fast. We're seeing right now uh, payment channels, uh, lightning network. We finished uh, last weekend, uh, we finished the full translation for uh, an open source project, the BTC pay server, which allows uh, merchants to integrate uh, payment systems using Bitcoin, Litecoin uh, payment channels uh, with uh, with a lot of ease and they can integrate to a lot of uh, uh, already uh, available uh, uh, e-commerce solutions. And you can integrate that for a a, a point of sale software, uh, your phone, you name it. So, and this is like ready production ready right now. So it's just a matter of adoption. And and as as long as people start asking their local merchants, I I tell my audience uh, frequently just as an experiment, everything that you buy this week, ask the merchant, would you take Bitcoin? And you don't have to argue, you don't have to convince them, you don't have to educate them. Just plant this seed of, would you take Bitcoin? And, and probably the fourth or, or, or fifth time that they hear about Bitcoin, they they are likely to do some research. And it's adoption. It, it, I think it's, it's just a matter of... Uh, um educating people and we're we're gonna see uh a, a dramatic change in, in in the near future yeah i'm hoping
1: so i mean that's that's the conundrum is that uh you know when you go from crypto to fiat that's the choke point where uh the financial institutions have power and governments have power so that's one yeah, big problem and, but then and, and you know then okay well what do you do you stay in crypto but um you need to get enough merchants to accept it so that it can be used and you can stay in the crypto world it's yeah, kind of like a cash 22 it seems like you know it,
2: it it is it is uh kind of difficult especially for uh more developed economies that are kind of uh stuck in the middle they 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 have access to those financial services there's no there's no really uh imperative need for uh cryptocurrencies um in terms of convenience uh i mean i can i i live in dallas i can go to an atm uh take money out i can pay anything with i rarely carry cash on me because there's there's a lot of infrastructure around me but uh there's a lot of places where there's none of it so uh for us in 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 the more developed uh, economies yeah we're kind of stuck in the middle the other thing is that it's just a matter of time before i'm able to pay uh the gas station with uh cryptocurrency and i start paying the groceries with cryptocurrency, and and that's that's when when things are gonna uh, uh, move really fast for the more more developed uh, countries. For the least uh, developed countries, there's a, a very interesting experiment that was uh, conducted uh, ten years ago in in a really tiny uh, municipality in Mexico. Uh, the mayor of of this municipality decided that uh, they had to do something, so he he started issuing. His own bu- vouchers, basically a private currency by the municipality, and mm. the idea took off, and 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 people adapted really fast, and merchants started accepting these vouchers, and the municipality uh, started taking those vouchers for uh, services they provided, and they got the the ball rolling. So I think it's 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 going to be easier uh, nowadays with the technology because there's no need for that. Uh, uh, a trusted uh, third party and uh it it has happened and most economies small town economies they run like this and I, I think um, as 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 long as we're able to educate them and give them simple tools where they can uh, transact uh, among themselves i think it's it's gonna uh, take off uh much faster mm-hmm. and and in a greater uh scale than we we both can uh, uh, predict right now.
1: Well, What do you think is going to be the uh, the breaking point? Do you think banks will say, all right, well, we better get on board and will they do it an about face and start accepting crypto and welcoming it and trying to control well, it their way? Or do you think they'll just fight it to the death, to their destruction?
2: Well, it's going to be in stages. Right now, they are in that stage where they, they don't like it, but they don't see it as a real threat which is uh, exactly how how Bitcoin became so, so strong under the radar, because it was nerd money. It was like uh, play money. Nobody, internet magic money. Nobody took it seriously and had enough time to develop infrastructure and to develop uh, services and software and updates. And so by the time that people start really paying attention, it was a really strong uh, project. I mean, consider that we have It has been operating without interruption for nine plus years, right? Mm. And uh, so they are still in that stage of it's not a big deal. It's yeah, we don't like it, but it's not a threat. Uh, They're going to move from that to this is huge. What are we going to do? And that's going to be a very interesting uh, transition because it's a uh, it's an asymmetric uh, battle. They cannot fight the uh, a decentralized uh, system, for example, they, they don't have the tools to do that. They uh, they cannot fight uh, this uh, permissionless environment. I mean, they 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 don't have the tools. So how do you fight hmm. this asymmetric battle? It's going to be really fascinating. I think at some point what they are going to say is OK, it exists, is there. Uh, it's completely difficult. Uh, it's very complicated. You're going to get hacked and they're going to keep that uh, 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 narrative uh, going for as far as they can, but uh, the more people opt out, because at the end of the uh, at the at the end of the day, it's just an option. It's an uh, uh, Andreas Antonopoulos uh, refers it uh, as an it's just an exit. I, I don't want to be part of it. I don't I don't hate banks. Sure. I'm not hostile to banks. I just don't want to be part of it. I I, I want a different route. And eventually, uh, it, uh, governments and uh, banks are going to have to say okay. There's an exit. We don't promote it. We don't encourage people to take it, but it's there, and there's nothing we can do about it. Because mm. that's 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 the the other interesting part is is uh, from a government span, uh, standpoint. There's very little they can do. They can uh, regulate only those uh, uh, corporations that are within their uh, territory. Uh, the U.S. has a longer arm and can do some uh, stuff abroad, but mainly it's just physical enterprises in a a specific uh, jurisdiction. And what we're seeing right now is there's, the competition is is, uh, starting. Uh, Binance, uh, one of the biggest exchanges is moving its operations uh, to Malta. Uh, uh, There's other projects considering jurisdictions that are crypto friendly. Uh, We have Singapore, we have Switzerland, uh, the uh, the Prince of uh, Liechtenstein, uh, made made a statement today that he was leaning towards very uh, light regulation on the blockchain technology. So uh, right. countries are gonna start competing for uh, driving that talent, that technology, and that capital to their jurisdictions. So we're gonna see this uh, flow of uh, uh, brain power and money to places where the regulation is gonna be much more uh, friendly or less hostile. And it's happening as as we speak, it's already happening. Malta made a big announcement about the the, uh, moving of uh, Binance to to the uh, Malta uh, jurisdiction. Uh, There's other projects considering that, and uh, we're gonna see that. I I would be uh, very interested in in finding out which country of Latin America is gonna be that. I have my guesses, but uh, we're gonna save that for another occasion.
1: What do you think the turning point's gonna look like? Will there just be quote unquote enough merchants that start accepting bitcoins or uh, you know enough people that start accepting crypto and then the and tide's gonna turn from there or or what do you think it's gonna look like and when do you guess it might happen
2: yeah yeah you you you're gonna start seeing uh, more and more places with I take Bitcoin uh signs and uh, with uh, QR codes in the windows and and uh as countries are going to start competing for for those companies the, and that that uh, talent and that capital merchants are going to start competing for those customers because at the end of the day is is value that they're going to be receiving whether it's very volatile and there's uh, inconvenience and there's all these uh barriers right now but uh but technology moves very fast and at some point uh we're going to see that competition translated into local merchants there's going to be people who Uh, uh, we're going to see like a a cascade of uh, merchants accepting. We probably are going to see first like the very sophisticated high-tech services and and products taking Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, in in Japan, we we see uh, massive electronic uh, retailers are taking Bitcoin, uh, cameras and stuff like that. So we're going to see that phenomenon. It's like a cascade first those products and services than that the the most uh, uh uh technically savvy users consume and then a cascade from there to coffee shops and 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 bars and uh groceries it's going to be a cascade mm. now how fast it's going to be it's it's uh it depends on the region uh there's going to be regions that uh are going to move faster there's a, a town in Italy that is like ninety ninety five percent of the of the merchants in that specific town take Bitcoin as a form of mm. payment. So we're gonna see patches where where this is this is uh, getting stronger. Uh, I I think uh, urban centers for uh, uh, facility reasons they're gonna be the the places where we're going to see the most competition for those cryptocurrencies and it's going to happen first at a national level we're seeing that uh right now at, uh, at play then it's going to move to to big merchants and then small merchants and then uh at some point uh every every merchant is going to be competing for those uh cryptocurrencies
1: what, what advice do you have for people now if uh you know they live in a country where you know the banks have cut off access they won't let you use debit cards or credit cards or you know uh, and they want to get a hold of crypto what do you tell people to do right now
2: earn crypto there's tons of ways that you can you can um actually this this is something that we 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 mentioned in our broadcast yesterday just grab uh if you're new to crypto first be willing to learn because it takes it takes some basic education on how to use it and how it is. How it works, and then grab stuff that you don't use at your house and sell it for crypto. If you already have a business, if you're a freelancer, just offer your customers to uh, pay with crypto. That's the best way to start. Is is the actually is the cheapest crypto that you can get is when you earn it because you set the price. So basically, you're setting your own exchange rate. There's uh, local bitcoins. Uh, it's amazing the the volume that. Uh, uh Ecuador uh Venezuela Mexico I mean if you see the, the graphics of uh, of uh, volume in local bitcoins they're massive and uh, uh Venezuela and Ecuador are among the countries the five uh countries with the greatest volume in in local bitcoin so there's there's uh, avenues where you can get bitcoin without uh uh the financial uh system earning is 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 I think earning is the the cheapest way to do it the most accessible there's uh it. you can start a blog on CMIT, earn uh steam uh change that to bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency that you want uh you can sell stuff you can provide a service uh, you can teach something uh there's uh we have a, a free um app that you can you can uh, put on a website and receive cryptocurrency for uh if you want to sell a, a ebook uh, or uh, training class on any topic, you can set up that and receive cryptocurrency payments. So I think that's the the avenue for people who are in in these conditions. And for companies, uh, my my advice is look for other jurisdictions. That's going to be the competition because then then they have leverage. And uh, I'm pretty sure that the deal that Binance got from the uh, government of Malta was pretty sweet. So. Okay. Well,
1: very good. Um, any. Particular Spanish speaking countries uh, that you think are going to, um, I, mean, I, I mean, I know it's just prediction, who knows, but any signs of any of them embracing crypto versus, uh, you know, doing, uh, are they doing about faces? And, no, like, think, you know, I think certain countries would like it, now they changed or, you know, what are you seeing? What's the climate?
2: I think in, in terms of development, uh, there's uh, Argentina, I think it's, it's way ahead, not only in, in, in terms of uh, uh, acceptance and volume. But also in terms of development, there's a lot of uh, really um, exciting projects being developed in, in in Argentina or by Argentinians abroad. So Argentina, I think, in terms of uh, technology, is taking the lead. In terms of environment, uh, uh, the Mexican government just passed a new fintech law, which is very, very uh, amicable for, for enterprises and, and startups and and projects they have a grace period where they they don't have to do pretty much uh, any any uh, paperwork at all. They can operate up to a certain uh, point without much uh, uh, hurdles from the government, which is 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 really good. In my opinion, the law fell a little bit short uh, in cryptocurrency specifically, but overall is 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 uh, it's a very mild uh, uh, form of regulation. Has a lot of incentives. I mean, the fact that they let you operate. Uh, up to a certain uh, volume without much uh, hurdle, I think it's a it's a win for uh, companies that are operating in in Mexico. And I think uh, I think that's that's where we're where we're going to see more uh, projects coming uh, out out from Argentina, Mexico. Uh, Panama uh, has also a very friendly uh, 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 regulatory environment, but uh, just the size of the population is not big enough to have. Uh, statistically, the 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 impact uh, that uh, a country like Argentina or Mexico would have um, on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. Spain uh, is uh, struggling to find a foothold on all these cryptocurrency things. They have, uh, I mean, they 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 are part of the uh, European Union, so regulation is is usually very heavy-handed on on that side. But uh, a lot of uh, people from Spain are uh moving to uh, or setting up shop in Gibraltar which is just across uh the uh, Spanish peninsula which is a uh, UK jurisdiction and they're setting shop there and they're also working really hard so i think uh, uh it's it's fascinating time to be involved in this in this industry
1: well, very good very good Felipe. So, you know, I mean, you're heading up the effort to get the, uh, you know, personas hispanohablantes, you know, Spanish-speaking people to the the conference in September. Any hints on um speakers or people you're trying to line up that will be there that people are going to want to come see?
2: Well, we we are uh we're trying to bring the uh, uh the most interesting projects that are being uh developed for Latin America. There's uh, a couple of uh people that I've been talking to. Um there's the, the aspect of remittances there's a company i can't name them yet but we'll we'll announce it very soon that it's working in a really fascinating project for uh remittances and uh, which is uh, probably the, the the most obvious use case of the technology but um, anyone who wants to learn the basics meet the uh, people who are uh, making things happen for uh Uh, the uh, Spanish-speaking communities, uh, they have to come to the conference. I think it's going to be worthwhile. Uh, It's going to be a very uh, interesting, dynamic uh, setup that we're going to have for uh, the uh, Spanish-speaking community. Well, very good.
1: Well, Felipe, how can um, people get in touch with you, find out more about uh, crypto
2: monedas, find out the latest news and what's going on? We're, uh our main main uh, anchor is on YouTube. If they look up uh, look up uh, Crypto Monedas TV, they can find us or uh TV.com. We have our main website, and we're all over the place. I'm I'm really pleased that it has been a very uh, a welcome project by the Spanish-speaking uh, community. So we can you can find us on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, We launched our podcast, so in any of the main uh, uh, podcast uh, platforms, you can find those as well. Okay. Well, very
1: good, Felipe. looking forward to seeing what you're going to bring to the Future Tech Expo, September 14th through the 16th, Dallas, Texas Convention Center. I encourage people to check out uh, Crypto Monedas TV, both on the web and on YouTube. So yeah, Felipe, thank I'll, you for
2: coming. I'll invite you for the big announcement. We'll do it together, mm. this, this big company. Sounds oh, yeah, good? That's great,
1: yeah. I'm
0: looking okay. forward to hearing it myself. So thank
1: you, Felipe.
2: Okay, well, thank you very much. Coming to
0: Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Check Expo. This is gonna be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're gonna be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're gonna be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, that started in 2012. Early adopters act now, they don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing and cybersecurity Will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, three D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.